1: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Legacy, 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 legacy,
0: legacy. This is the Aztec Legacy Podcast with yours truly, Robert Ortiz, where we honor and learn from the legacies of the past, present, and future Aztecs. Today, we have an Aztec running back legend they call him mf2 i call him buffer (laughs) (laughs) Buffer michael franklin what's going on
1: what it do artist what's going on baby what's good what's good what's good
0: hey i appreciate you coming on the show you know it's it's uh hectic times you know i know you're a busy man you know, speaking to the children, coaching, training. uh What do you got? Uh, hold your weight. You got all oh, yeah. kinds of stuff going on right now.
1: Oh, yeah, man. It's only right, man. It's only right. They say, they say when you're in business, you're supposed to be business. So, I mean, I'm trying to be as busy as possible. I
0: love it. I love it. And, you know, I'm just keeping it. I'm just keeping the uh, the pattern alive. I, I went from Marshall Falk to Jasper Harvey. And now I got...
1: Michael Franklin. New Orleans do uh-huh. the building. What's happening? You heard me for the one time. You got you got to get D Lou next. D Lou gonna be next.
0: Right? I gotta get all y'all from the NO. What's funny is are we did we stop recruiting out there? I think Jasper said we stopped recruiting.
1: I'm not sure. That might be true, but I'm not sure. Uh, I would now by your by you saying that, I'm gonna actually uh Look into that to see why is that so and if if it is so i'm going to try to do what i can do to make sure that 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 connection uh stays live stays there and gets back gets back to where it should be at
0: yeah cuz i i told uh i told jasper last week i said man you you got the the inside look you you should be the one hitting san diego state up like yo y'all need to come out here and and i said the same thing to you cuz you you're all over the place up there. You, all the the kids look up to you. You know all the ballers. So, right. hey, bring them our way. Bring them to San Diego so we can absolutely,
1: absolutely. I'm gonna have to be that liaison. I remember Coach, Coach, uh, Coach CJ back in the day when Marshall was there. He was that guy, and then Coach uh, Cap, Coach Cap was the guy uh, uh, that kind of like got me there. He was the liaison at that point, and then Coach Peterson our year. Um, Was the guy who had this region, but um, I'm not sure if there's a New Orleans guy on staff now. However, if there's not, I can still be that ambassador or even that liaison between the two here in the city and those guys that might want to matriculate out to the West because I mean, it's a great deal for kids from the South and from New Orleans in general to be able to go that way because it does a lot for their development, you know what I mean? So. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. And speaking of development, let's talk about yours. Let's talk about the legacy, the journey of <laughs> Michael Franklin. Uh, we'll start, you know, obviously you grew up in New Orleans. New Orleans, how you say it? Did I say it right?
1: New Orleans? Yeah, you, you, said, you said it right. You got to have that little, that little draw, that twang with it. Yeah. A little, little laziness. You can't enunciate it properly, but just... New Orleans. There you go.
0: New Orleans. All right. So give us a, give us a little background. You know, um, first I want to know you play any other sports. And obviously, we know you play football. But you know, I, I just get an idea who Michael Franklin was before he was an Aztec.
1: Uh, before I was an Aztec, um, as it relates to sports, I played everything. 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 Every sport there was that we had um, as a young kid growing up. I mean, we didn't have soccer. That's a new thing here in the city. Um, um, but had they had soccer, I would have played that and I would have been great at it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I could have played any sport. Like I said, we didn't have soccer, rugby, or they had swimming, but I grew up in a hood. We didn't swim in the hood. So <laughs> Competitively, I should say, we had a pool. We had yeah. a public pool where everybody would go to during the summertime, but we didn't We didn't compete, so I didn't know. I didn't have that mind frame to like actually get in the water and compete. However, had I had a custom model in that area, I would have been great at swimming because I taught myself how to swim.
0: Yeah. So you're saying mentally you you had enough inside you that whatever you took on, you were going to be successful at. That's basically what you're telling me.
1: I'm going to beat you at whatever it is I put my mind to.
0: Okay, so let's and, talk and it's about... Not,
1: it's not just so much about beating an opponent. It's just that I know that I'm not good, that I'm going to be superb. And I'm going to excel in whatever it is that I'm doing.
0: Okay, let's talk about that, though. Where did that come from? Who did you learn that from? Or what
1: What? What brought that into your life? Uh, I'm listening to this one sermon by T.D. Jakes, and he said uh, he's trying to figure out if leaders were born or if leaders became who they be, who they became because of the things they went through, uh huh. So I think it's kind of like some of the things I went through, right? Okay. Um, I may have been put here for uh, as a model to go through certain things to be such a leader in which I am, such that whatever this thing is that I have can kind of like resonates to other people. Uh huh. But the things I would like the person to say that the things that I went through within my life, I guess it kind of like it kind of like develop that type of mindset and that type of uh uh, intrinsic determination within me and I I had to throughout my livelihood I just had to learn how to use it in those different spaces in which I was in what I was playing baseball football basketball in school uh uh, uh, doing an interview I guess I had to learn how to just use that 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 that, that mental uh toughness I guess you if, if you will and just put it in those areas and i just knew that i can become and be great in whatever it is that i did so that's natural then develop i don't think there's no such thing as natural nothing okay. is natural
0: developed i like that i like that
1: okay. nothing, everything is developed okay let's let's there, there, there's, there's no such thing as, as a second nature you had to develop it
0: okay so let's get to let's get to um you know what we're all here to find out how did michael franklin get to san diego state Now, let's talk about, before we get to the recruiting part, I just want to know, you know, because obviously we know each other. We've been with each other, you know, from from San Diego to Europe and back in when I came out there for, you know, a few months. So I just got that movie
1: when you were the movie star.
0: Yeah, calm down, calm down. It's about Ah. you. (laughs) I want to know who is – michael franklin the football player at saint Aug in new orleans
1: Uh, you gotta ask those appropriate questions because i don't really know how to talk about myself in such a manner (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness all right who is michael what
0: positions did you play in high school because i know in high school everybody's got to play a lot
1: yeah yeah um i actually only played one position i played running back um once again, I had the capabilities and, 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 and the uh, expertise to play any position on the football field, um, but I only stuck to running back once I got to high school. Um, when I played Pop Warner, I played every position. I played uh, tight end, um, wide receiver, running back, quarterback was really the main position I played. No and I, didn't start, I really didn't start playing running back until um, I got in junior high, middle school. No, so, de- no defense? Uh, really no defense. I played a little bit of linebacker, maybe like on a 10-year-old team. And when I got on the big boy team, which is a 13-, 14-, and 15-year-old team, I was at quarterback. So I didn't play much defense. Yeah, I didn't play much defense. That's why I really had a problem with uh, when I was coming out of high school. Everybody saw that I was quick, that I was fast, that I had good change of direction, and a lot of the schools in the SEC was trying to recruit me at cornerback. Wow. I did not have I did not have a cornerback mindset, bro. <laughs> like right, I'm trying right, right. to tackle nobody, I'm trying to avoid a tackle. Man, look, I'm, I'm, look, I'm, I'm embarrassed to say this, but this is the only time I really say this. Like when I have, when I talk about this, like whenever we would throw an intercept, I would just walk to the sideline. Man, I'm not about to tackle nobody. <laughs> <laughs> but but you it's said, weird because because you still gotta have, have that same mindset when you're about to block the linebacker, right? Like yeah. I can do that because I know I gotta block him from hitting my man, but just to go and tackle somebody, like that's I don't know how that's gonna end up. You know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. I see, exactly see, see Marvin Josh and Kirk and them guys, like they try to make a tackle, they hit each other. Yes. Like that's
0: yeah. weird. Yeah, so uh on my on the flip side so I was on I played both defense and offense in, in high school and okay. you know I actually was a good defender I was good at, at making tackles I wasn't a smasher though I wasn't going in there trying to take someone's head off I just, as long as I got you down I did my job right right <laughs> so right. um but there was a couple times where you know I did go in there stuck my head in there and I'm like Yeah, that this is not for me. Like, when I was going into the next level, I'm like, I'm gonna stick to wide receiver where I can score some touchdowns. I don't have to hit nobody twice the size of me, you know? Like,
1: no, thank you. Yeah, yeah. So um, so yeah, man, I was um, I played, I played a little bit of uh, of, of defense, but for the most part, I played offense.
0: Let me stop you because you you need a little bit of help because you don't like to talk about yourself. Let's talk about yeah. let's talk about uh the rankings in your city. Who is that guy in your city coming up? was. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's all I want to hear. Exactly. Okay. I mean, I don't I don't know I don't I don't, gotta, I don't, gotta,
1: I don't brag like that. Rob right? like I, don't, I, don't I you didn't like brag. That. You were just telling facts. It's just facts. You know what yeah, I'm saying? I mean? I mean, I mean it, the newspaper says the facts. I mean, I just I just went to the game and played. I never really knew the score, and I never really knew how many touchdowns or how many yards I used to have. I just went out there and played, Rob.
0: Yeah. Well, what's the most touchdowns
1: you ever
0: had? In one game or just total? One game. Oh, five.
1: Ooh, okay, let's say total. 25. Ooh, okay.
0: Yeah, so he was a baller, ladies and gentlemen. Um, anyways, let's move on. Now you balled out, uh, and I want to know first of all who you looked up to in high in high school time. Who were the, who were the people you looked oh, up to? Oh,
1: oh well, I got I got I have a I have a role model for every every component of my life because all life is is a is a is a is a collection of observation, imitation, and repetition. Okay, so let's we, let's take the top three. Top three okay. most influential people in your life. Um, besides me, of course. Yeah, besides you. <laughs> um, n- number 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 one, Birdman, Brian Baby Williams. Ooh, okay. The oh, actress. You heard me. Ain't okay. no ain't ain't nobody in the world like like Birdman. Nobody. Ain't nobody. I think he's next to 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 to, to Jesus. Like, wow, yeah, Birdman like next to Jesus. You gotta elaborate on that, man. You gotta understand where this man come from, bro. Mm-hmm. This man comes from nothing, like literally nothing, nothing. So how did so how did it influence
0: you then? A young man playing sports, like business, uh, dri- drive, um, you know, goals. What, what was it, that he, what was it that, he, that, that he did in his life that spoke to you?
1: His full disposition, everything that he did, everything that he's doing, everything that he's done. I mean, granted he's from New Orleans, I'm from New Orleans, but his way of navigating to, to get into his personal success, you know what I mean? Like, like his, everybody's success is not the same, but to him, the things that he's accomplished in his life, he considered himself successful. But when you sit back and you observe his life and you break it down piece by piece and you understand the way in which he navigated and the, the, the road he took and adversities that, he, that he's overcome, the actual things he's executed to, be, to become the person who he is and where his business is. is not just his business savviness; it's who he is as a person to be able to make the moves he has made to become who he is right now. Yeah. Everybody, everybody, everybody wasn't, is not capable of doing that. Like, there's a number of successful people in the world.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: His mama died when he was like four or three years old. His dad his, his, his dad was an older man. Yeah. His mama dated, dated an older man, so he was older. He had to go through so many peaks and valleys. He was living in Canada, moved from Canada, moved back to New Orleans with nothing. And he put it in his mind, and said, guess what? I'm gonna create a record label and I'm gonna do this like this. He made every step that he made he made it he made sense yeah 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 all right that's that's number one yeah that's number one that, that's that's the only one you need but, but yeah <laughs> <laughs> I
0: know, hey, but we gotta know what made up mike franklin so you gotta give me two more man i,
1: I asked for three that's
0: all you need
1: <laughs> you ain't getting off that easy buddy next i'm gonna go with marcus Gallon. oh okay yeah you yeah, didn't see that one coming up curveball yeah.
0: Oh, gee, that was two curveballs. I didn't even think I wouldn't have said Birdman was gonna yeah, be. Yeah, I that.
1: That, was, that was the fastball coming out of go with that birdman. Bang. Yeah. Right now. You heard me? I'm gonna okay. bust that pinata. Bust that pinata with that fastball. Boom, birdman. <laughs> then I'm gonna come back with that curveball. <laughs> then I'm gonna come back with that curveball, Marcus Garvey. All right, then what's the slider now, now? On top of on top of me being on top of me being so driven away which I am. There was a my pop Warner team that I played for was called um, Tambourine Fan, um, aka Hunters Field was the name of the field in which we played or which we practiced at. But the name of the organization was called Tambourine and Fan. And there's a Freedom Rider named Jerome Jerome Smith. He worked with Martin Luther King. He worked with Mega Ellis. All of those guys. He was the guy who orchestrated all of the marches from New Orleans whenever they would go. Uh, to Alabama, whenever they would go to Florida, wherever they would have the, the different engagements with uh-huh. the Freedom Riders. Jerome Smith was the catalyst in New Orleans that made sure that all of the protesters that wanted to go and protest during those times, uh-huh. he was the guy that was leading. So what he did was, similar to what I'm doing right now, he created an organization called Tambourine Fan where he would um, cater to the youth and the community. So I got the opportunity to play up under under his tutelage, right? Um he was just the director, so he had other coaches that was there to coach. Um but we couldn't say the n-word. The n word was forbidden um at that organization. I mean I didn't know that my first time ever going, just being a young boy in New Orleans, you just loosely talking and you just use the N-word because that's how we talk. Yeah. Um so I was I was actually in the facility talking to one of my friends. And I don't know if I just said Ugh. I just said However, I said it, he heard me say it. He came out of his office and this guy stands like about 6'3, 6'4. Um, at that time I was nine years old, so I'm a little bit of peach squeeze. I'm about probably 4'11, if that at the time. <laughs> and he was like, he was like, uh, come here, youngster. He said, uh, that was you said that n-word? I said, what n-word? He said, you see, he said, nigga, I said, no, I didn't say that. He said, yes, shit did, come here. He gave me a book. Boom. He put the book in my chest. He said, This book by Marcus Garvin. I want you to have this book read and and have a book report by the end of the month. I said, first of all, I said, man, who are you? I didn't know who he was. This is my first day at practice. Yeah. So everybody gave me a rundown of who he was and how strong he was and the type of influence of a person in which he was. So I was like, man, I better read this book. So (laughs) I read that book, Long story short, I read that book and the number one thing that I learned from um, amongst all the other things that I learned from Marcus Garvey was Mm -hmm. self-reliance. Self-reliance 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 all right tell us t- self-reliance <laughs> what's that mean nobody not gonna wipe your ass for you rob if you don't wipe your ass hmm. speak you heard me yeah point blank period just like just like we talked about uh uh earlier you talked about uh uh how that determination in me how, how it was nurtured or it was developed it was the de- it was it, w- it was developed in me right when, you, when your son and your daughter was two years old when they was on a potty, you had to teach them how to go on a potty, yep. right? Once they made 78 years old, you didn't have to teach them more because it was already ingrained in And you grafted that notion, you grafted that behavior within them. You taught them how to be self-reliant in that area of their lives, Yeah. right? So just like you taught them how to be self-reliant in that area, you can also teach yourself how to be self-reliant in any other component, component or any other area of your life. Got it. So that's what I learned from that book and that's why um, Marcus
0: Garvey is the number two influential person in my life. All right, I'll take, look, I'll take two. I won't, I won't, I, two's good. Thank you, I appreciate it. And I'll the be- The third c- one is Barry
1: Sanders. Don't worry about it, I'm gonna give you three. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I'm talking. I'm talking to Michael Franklin, man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna always push the envelope. I
0: thought for, I thought for sure that I was gonna be number one because you were number 20, you know what I'm saying? So I didn't know, I didn't know.
1: But see, that's why I say ask that question. Don't have me peel it back an onion or something that I don't know. That's why I say you want to know about me, you got to ask that question. You would have never known it was Birdman then Marcus Garvey had you not asked that question. That's you true. assumed they thought it was Barry Sanders because it's a, a legacy football
0: talk. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I'm glad I found out and I learned more about my brother. You know what I'm saying? That's why I'm doing this. I want to learn more about you. I want to learn more about your legacy and your journey and how you, how you even got to that, you know, that shifty uh break and tackle, spin on you, shake you up, and take it to the house. Oh yeah. Running back you were. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so that's that, why that, that I was, that scared was. Barry Sanders first.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I but I I had to get I had to get my attitude in my mind right first. You can't do nothing without you without your attitude in your mind. Attitude is everything. And then Mitchell's is second. Ryan Sheffield, one of the great San Diego State track coaches, you always say. The body don't matter if the mind don't mind. That's true. Absolutely. You know said that so I,
0: all the time too, because everybody
1: hurting. <laughs> and who was that? Who was standing strong? Because I knew what he was talking about. Cause I've been experienced that when I was a little boy. So I knew what you was doing there, coach. You yep. see what I'm yep. saying? Yep. So yep. yeah, that 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 that's that's where that comes from. So my mental game. Was, was 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 my mindset was, was developed by Birdman. My my self-reliance was developed by Marcus Garvey. But Barry Sanders, that is in what you know me as on the football field, I kinda got that from Barry Sanders. I mean I used to watch that guy all day long. Every time the Lions was on, I was watching them. You know what I mean? And I studied him. I would read about him in a sports illustration. I would know. I noticed that he would uh on off season he would always play flag football. He he took pride in not having nobody take his flag. And in order for you to do that, you have to really be shifty. And you have to be quick. So when he's playing nine-man flag football and nobody on an opposing team is able to to grab his flag and he still scored, that's kudos to him. You know what I mean? So in that same mindset and that same notion, I would always try to put myself in that mindset when I would play seven-on-seven, right? I didn't really play flag football, but when we play seven-on-seven – I will make it my business to not let nobody touch me or try to get as far away from them as possible. And that just kind of like carried over to me on the field when I put the pads on. The closer you were to me, the more separation I tried to get. And you have to know how to do that with your, uh, with your hips, or with your hips and your knees and your ankles. And I think I kind of mastered that pretty good.
0: Yes, you did. Yes, you did. <laughs> now, okay. Now, let's talk about. You did mention SEC. Let, you, you know, I want to know who you were recruited by. Give me, give me just a, a, you know, some of the. If it if it's too long, you know, you could give us a couple. But I mean, if you can remember, you know, I know yeah. it's a long time ago. You know, we are getting kind of old now.
1: Yeah, we we are getting kind of old. But you got to remember, I was the number five guy come out of Louisiana. I was the number one guy in New Orleans at the time. So. Everybody in the SEC wanted me, so that was the easy fix. Um, but, but when I went to Tennessee, I went to Tennessee's um, little summer camp, and it was salivating over me to play DB. Um, the coach gave me an opportunity to go on the side with the offense, and I tore it up. But he still didn't want me to play on the offense. So he brought me back on. It was a three-day camp. He brought me back on the side with the, with the DBs, and I'm trying to learn defensive concept. Not really getting it and that it was just it wasn't it wasn't attractive. Yeah. So um I told him I was like, coach, I don't think I'm gonna be able to play football here because I don't I don't wanna play cornerback. I'm a young kid, I'm I don't know nothing. I just know that I was messing stuff up. Yeah. So that wasn't a good thing to tell a coach that at that time. However, <laughs> <laughs> however, um LSU obviously they right up the road. They wanted me. Um Alabama wanted me, they wanted to put me at cornerback as well. I was like, that's crazy, Arkansas. I think I was probably this, this close of like uh, going to visit at Arkansas because one of my homeboys was up there and I really did like it because he liked it. Um, really didn't understand c- recruiting process, but like I said, just because he was there, I liked it. But um, I think Arkansas probably, if I would have gone to NCC school, it would have been um, Arkansas, wow. Razorbacks. Yeah. But out of the blue, uh, Coach Cap called me hey, and was baby. like, man, look, what about this Aztec thing? Yeah. He said, what about this Aztec thing? I said, man, what is the Aztec? He said, um, the Marshall Fuck team. I was like, all right, I know something about that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Did
1: you so did
0: you from being from New Orleans, did you know the story? Did you know what MF1 did? <laughs> I
1: didn't know how everything happened, but I knew of Marshall Fuck. Okay. Right. Um obviously the games were played a lot later um at night here in New Orleans because of the time difference, right? So I didn't really catch too much of the games when he, um, when he was in college. However, I caught some of them when he was in Indianapolis. So, I mean, I knew of him and I knew about him. And I knew um, what type of a player he was coming from the city of New Orleans and everybody always spoke of him. But Marshall kind of played a role in, in, in me coming to uh, San Diego State as well as, well as Leroy Glover okay i i need to hear those stories glove that's my guy right there man like like he was he was with the
0: saints at that time right
1: man gloves with the saints they actually playing in a playoff game against st louis right yeah so i hit one of my i hit one of my connects up i don't know who it was and at that time like it was it was weird right because I was like a real celebrity, like in the city of New. I'm, I am a celebrity, a uh, public figure, however you want to call. It. I don't know. Yes. Oh, I, I know. Just, I'm just I, me, Rob. I,
0: I experienced it when I was out there. Trust me, I know. Oh, all, right.
1: all right, cool. All right. So, <laughs> so like, 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 we, I would be in high school, and like we would be, um, like at the football game, we would like ball out right out of school, like how many touchdowns, how many yards, and then we would go out to the club after, right? So you have the VIP line, you have the regular general population line, right? So me and my crew would pull up, I'll park my car, we'll park our car, it be like six, seven of us. We'll get up and we'll just walk straight in the club. High school. <laughs> oh my. In high school. Wow. So watch this though. In the VIP line, in the VIP line, you got Norman Han and all the other saints waiting in line to get in. Wow. <laughs> and you got me and my crew, from Saint Ol, we were like well, that's Saint Ol boy right there. They're good. Let them in.
0: <laughs> wow.
1: Hey, <clears throat> you—that's how you know you balling. <laughs> so, so, so this particular game when they played the Rams, I was like, man, hold on. It was around the time where you know he was about to commit, and you know, I was like, you know what? I think, I think, I, I think I might do the San Diego State thing. But before I, I went to program and I knew Leroy with the San Diego State. And I already knew that, you know, Marsha went. I wasn't able to talk to Marsha that night, but somebody that I knew able to get me up, to Leroy's glover, family suite, right? Wow. So I'm up there in the family suite. I'm chilling with, I'm chilling with his brother, chilling with, with the family. And then his brother got real, real cool. We was talking like, man, you know you thinking about going to Sandy? Like, yeah, man, like, oh yeah, you know my brother with that, yada yada yada, loop, loop. So we run it, right? Yeah. Say bro. This right here would this would make me commit and and, and I'm, I'm if, if, if we got time, to get to that too. You know, I committed on my first day. You get three day trip. Yeah, I committed the first day. Oh, I didn't know that, bro. So rewind. So I get back. I get, we we in it. We in the suite. We in Leroy Glover's family suite. Right. Game over. Leroy comes up the uh, up the elevator, walking towards the suite. He's with two women. I don't know if it's his wife or whatever. You know, I ain't trying to say that, but he was with two women. <laughs> I'm a little boy at the time. We were two women. Yeah. So, I was like a little humble kid. I was like, how you doing, Mr. Um, Leroy Glover? My name is Michael Franklin, and um, I just wanted to come and let you know that I'm going to be going to San Diego State next year, and I wanted to come and talk to you. Man, at this time, we're in the suite, right? Everybody chilling and talking. Lee, is he's he bent, right? He just got done from playing the game, right? He's tired and exhausted. You know, he kissed everybody in his family, giving them a hug. But when he heard me say that I might be going to San Diego State in the fall, yeah. man, it was just like, you know how you had a party, and like the music stop? Yeah. Everybody walking out, he said, man, you know what? I'll meet y'all back in the room. Man, Leroy sat there, bro, and talked to me for at least about an hour, 30 minutes to an hour, bro. Like, he did not have that to do. Wow,
0: and what did he, he say? He broke down what, what it means. What was he, he saying? What
1: it, huh? What was he saying, like, just he about was just, the city? He was the down to me. Yeah, he was breaking down to me what it missed to be an Aztec, like the beauty of the school, the type of environment it is. Like, like just he was just selling me, like not as a recruiter, I mean, he would just let me know all the good things. And, and at this time, you, you gotta think too. At this time, I'm I'm a lot older in my mind than a lot of my peers. So the yes. things in which he's telling me is it is making sense. You well, know what I mean?
0: You. It's hitting you.
1: It, it's hit me. So I'm like, man, like everybody's going out of the suite. It's just me and him sitting up in there. We ended up, we ended up, we did just us and we running it. But I'm like, wow, it, it would just, it just made me feel so good. So, so, so Lee broke it down to me, man, what it meant, what it means to be up with an Aztec, bro. And I was sold from there, bro. So I was like, man, I'm already, I'm always, I'm already coming to San Diego State. That was during the season, right? Yeah. I wasn't able to talk to Marshall during the season, but that summer Marshall came to New Orleans and he donated some money to his Pop Warner team. St. Rock. All okay. right. So at that time, I was working at one of the, the public pools at the time. And one of my one of my friends, he was working at another one of the pools, which was St. Rock. I was working at as he was working at St. Rock. Okay. So my homeboy, he met me, like, man, Mike, Mike, you know Marshall Falk over here. You say you're going to San Diego State, huh? I said, For real? He said, Yeah. I asked my director of the pool, I said, Man, look, can I go? to uh, the other pool and go holler that Marshall because you know I'm going to San Diego State. I already signed, he was like, cool, go ahead. Man, I hopped in the car and drove over there. Marshall was doing his little thing, doing his little interview. Same disposition, bro, same demeanor, man. I was like, hey, Marshall, man, hey, Marshall knew me. You, know, like, you knew of me, I knew of him, like, because uh all i from, the Rockies you know, Rocky, and everybody, we all knew each other, kind of, sort of. And we knew people in the same circle, so Marshall kind of knew of me, like, yeah. So, I was like, man, Marshall, you don't know going to say next you might as well want to holler at you. Man, Marshall put everybody on pause. <laughs> Marshall came over there to talk to me.
0: That's what's so up.
1: First conversation, the first thing he told me in the conversation, he was like, man, look, I know you're good at football. Don't worry about that football. Football going to do its thing. But what you need to focus on is focus on that classroom. Oh. I was like, yes, sir, I got you. And now that he told it. Me, man, I'll never forget that, bro. I love it. Yeah, these these are the stories we don't get to hear.
0: You know that this is exactly why I'm doing this. Man. All right. So you said when you Absolutely, went on your bro. when you went on your trip, you you committed day one. Like you just walked in the joint and
1: said, "Give me that pen. Man, I committed day one. Man, it was like it was like we came. It was like that little scene on Higher Learning where. The college proctor, like, bring you around to the different buildings in the school. Yeah. Show you, like, that's the that's Storm Hall. That's the library. Bree was actually the one who was doing that, right? Bree White. Shout out, Brie White. A, shout out Brie White. Shout out Bree White. Bree White to be the next one on the show, though. You got to put her on the show. Yeah,
0: yeah hey, we got to get her now. Yeah. That, that's
1: twice. Two in a row. We got to get her on the show now. You know what I mean? And Brie can attest to this story. So once we're going around, Bree showing, and it was a, uh, Remember Danny Negretti? Oh yeah, of course. You remember Danny? Yeah, of course. So Danny was a part of that group. He was a part of that group that was like going around with us to like see the different buildings and stuff. Yeah. So it was like about thirty minutes, forty-five minutes, or how long it was. So we get to the place where now we're going to like have lunch or what have you, right? So, Bree asked. She asked the parents. She said, "Did it? Does uh does anybody have any questions regarding anything that I showed you?" Or anything that we did thus far. One of the parents raised their hands is like, oh no, we uh we good already. Um Mr. Franklin, because it was me, it was me and one of my other teammates from uh St. Alb, Brandon Spencer. Okay. It was me and Brandon Spencer on the trip. So was cap like him as a linebacker as well, so it was me and him. So at that time, you know, I still had uh, all this. I you know, I was a young boy with a beard. Yeah. You look the same. <laughs>
0: hey, Mike looks the same today as he did
1: <laughs> the first day
0: he came to San Diego State. No lie. <laughs> See, back, yes, then, back then, back then it was like, damn, this dude look like, oh. But now it's like, man, I still
1: look young, baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I was getting, too. Yep. So so one of the parents. One of the parents uh, uh, thought that I was the parent of my, uh, my, my, my homeboy, yes. my Spencer. <laughs> <Yes>. Wow. <laughs> because, could, because when Bree posed the question, she said, does anybody have any questions regarding anything that I, that I showed you? One of the parents was like, well, no, we don't have any questions because Mr. Franklin asked all the questions that we needed to know already.
0: Yes, sir. My my boy, he's very thorough.
1: <laughs> because I because I was thinking like a parent at the time. All those parents thought I was a parent. I was asking about the linens for the for the for the for the for the, for the sheets in the dorm room. Where we going to eat at? How much money we get on our card? Where 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 the library is? Well, I was asking everything. Right, and all the parents that was there was like, huh? Those are pertinent questions. So let's let them finish asking the questions. Yeah. So all the parents thought I was a grown up at that time when I was actually a recruitee, just like your son.
0: <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> See, they're, they're the, you're the student I want to be in class with. Because <laughs> you ask all the questions I'm probably thinking. <laughs> oh, man, I'm
1: going I'm to ask them. Trust me, I am.
0: I love that. So, so
1: okay, so you went on your tour, but then what, how did you get to say, like, look, I'm doing this? So, so once again, you know I grew up in the hood, man. I'm from New Orleans, man. And, and in New Orleans, man, uh, uh, you know it as New Orleans because you came here to do your movie and you, you know, you visited a little while. But in, in New Orleans, in the inner city, bro, you're kind of like confined to that certain area, right? And it's kind of like not good because you got some New Orleanians that don't even matriculate three miles up the road. Yeah. And that's kind of sad because it it, it, it limits you because you have no exposure, right? Yeah. However, I still was able to get around in the city, but still just being in that small city, that's a big name, I was underexposed. So when I got to San Diego and I saw all of the different things that I saw in the same world that I'm living in, I was like, man, I couldn't—I would have never believed that this stuff was in the same world I'm living in. I said, I need to come here to be exposed and experience some of this new stuff. So at that point in time, man, my spirit was just elated and I was just so overwhelmed of what I was seeing, man, the beach. The malls, the, the 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 scenery, the air. <laughs> <laughs> so being a being a being an inner city young young kid from New Orleans, man, that was underexposed, once I got off that plane in San Diego, man, I made it in my mind I said, this is where I'm coming at. Yes, yeah,
0: sir. And I'm I'm so honored and blessed that you did because then I had the chance to, you know, get close to you and be your your uh your brother, your brother Woo-hoo! on the field and off the field and um you know, I, I've learned so much from you just just by because of the way you move, you know, like one thing I always say or maybe I'm having a conversation where I'm talking about like I love real people, people that are genuine and real and they give it to you straight. You know, and I say like the people from New Orleans and and and, and I'm always thinking of you because when wow. like from day one, I've always got the real the genuine, and I love that about you. I love that about the people. You know, like when I was out there, uh, uh, you know, they're sh- straightforward and, and to the point, and and it des- you don't waste your time. So, yes, um, thank I, you. That's one thing that I I try to be more like you. Um, also, like you said, mentally you were you were uh, more mature and and older um, minded, I guess you could say, and some of the stuff that was probably going over my head was hitting you right, you know, square in the mouth (laughs) or in the heart, whatever you want to call it. To me, I I probably had the mentality that I was not that good and I was, you know, I was just gonna work as hard as I can. You know, whereas I'm seeing guys like you, Huey, and uh, Jasper and y'all out here just uh, succeeding and thriving. and, And you know, this is where I'm from. I'm from San Diego. Right. So to see somebody that came from uh, New Orleans and then come out here and they're thriving, you know, at, you know, I would say early on, you guys were thriving way sooner than I was, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I looked up to you guys like, man, these guys, I, I gotta be like that.
1: Right. You know?
0: So I appreciate you for, for, for being that example to me. Uh, as a young guy, you know, looking at a, a, a uh, how old are you, 37-year-old? <laughs> I'm, I'm 38, I'm 38. I'm 38 now, but sure, yeah. you, you look 38 back then, so, hey, <laughs> I'm just saying. An <laughs> 18-year-old looking at a 38-year-old looking 18-year-old who acted <laughs> like a grown man. No, real talk, you acted like a grown man. And uh, you, treated, you treated everybody with respect, you treated everybody um, uh, like you could learn something from them. And that's a great, great
1: characteristic to have. Thank you, Rob. I mean, and, and, and I appreciate you acknowledging that, man, and being able to see that at, a, at such a young age, man. Um, and, 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 and all of those things that we spoke about in the beginning of how um, I became so mentally strong uh, it built that right, yeah. and, and 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 also, what came out of that is, is 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 my insignia and my brand that you see here on my on my chest. Hold your weight, right, right. and and hold your weight is an inspirational concept that encourages people to use their full potential in every aspect of their lives
0: uh-huh. through the
1: development of their mind, their body, and their spirit, right, and 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 that is exactly what hold your weight is, man. When I when I was placed in, in, in college, I had to put myself in a position to the point where I knew I had to do it and I had to make it, right? Yeah. Um, coming, coming from where, I, where I'm coming from, I didn't really have an opportunity to, to take a breath. Um, I, I, I saw a quote one time, it, it, it spoke about comfort zone. It said that we never should rest in our comfort zone. We should just take a break in our comfort zone and get back to it, right? Um yeah, ever heard it. throughout my life.
0: I uh-huh. never heard that one. I like that.
1: Yeah. So throughout my life, as a as 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 a as a as a young boy, as a teenager, as a, as a young adult, and as a, as a young man, and as a man now, I never really had an opportunity to take that breath, right? And I I, I noticed that my 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 freshman year when I was in college, um I'm, I'm in the dorms. I'm in Storm Hall. I'm sorry. I'm in a and um I see a storm. That's, that's the, yeah. the flyer. That's the building. I'm in a VAs? The, 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 the VA's, yeah. I'm, I'm typing the paper. And I'm um, I just started crying, Rob. Right? But I'm crying because I'm writing the paper based upon the prompt that the English teacher gave us. She said, I need you to think 10 years back and tell me what will your 10 year old self think about the person who you are now. So at that time I was 19, so I had to think 10 years back, it would make me nine years old. Yeah. So my problem was, what will my nine-year-old self think of my 19-year-old self? And she said she just wanted three pages. I ended up writing 10 pages because of the amount of stuff that came to my mind, I had to go through and renavigate myself to from being nine to look to where I am right now. I never thought that I'd be in college, right? Really? I didn't never
0: thought. I never let's see. Look, you don't seem like a person that w- that wouldn't think. I, like, I I feel like knowing you because I've only known you since you were in college. So right.
1: that might be that might be another podcast for you. Like, who was Michael Franklin before college?
0: Yeah, yeah, we might have to get into that because because <laughs> that's that's honestly, um, you know, like that kind of blows my mind because the Michael Franklin I know, like I feel like you would have been like. Absolutely, I'm going to college. You know, I don't care how I'm gonna get there. I'm gonna get there.
1: Yeah, I didn't. I didn't never thought I would be there. I mean, I don't know if you. I just put up uh, for last Thursday, like a little throwback Thursday type deal. Um, I I went up there. I came up to state. Then I think the last year, uh, Hungary, awesome. when you're in the, the running, hall or yeah. so I put the language of me getting awarded with the AIM award, which was really some time ago, but. You know, everybody's giving me congratulations. They think I got honor with that right now. That's Ben. They've been named that award after me, like Ben, right? Some 15 years ago, right? Uh-huh. But the fact that the fact that they named that award after me speaks to the type of person who I am. You, you know what I mean? Like I didn't have no lights at my house, right?
0: Yeah.
1: So so I used to have to go to my friend's house and study. Uh stay at the library or stay at the Pop Warner's headquarters longer so I could use their life to study. Wow. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I didn't have, I didn't have water at my house. You know what I mean? Like most people didn't know that. Yeah. So 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 the person that that situation developed and created, once I got to college, I'm like, wow, I'm really here.
0: Yeah.
1: So I just began to cry, bro. And it just like, it hit me real, real hard. But that's when, the thought in the the notion of hold your weight was broken. I say, man, I've been I've been taking care of my responsibilities, taking care of my little sisters and brothers, taking care of my family, taking care of my mama, taking care of myself without no therapy.
0: Yeah.
1: Y- yeah. You know what I mean? Like I said, it gotta be another podcast, why? Because I've actually I have I've actually jumped in a pool of trauma, got bit by all the sharks as it relates to trauma, but I came out unscathed. Mm. Look at that! I love that. You, you see what I'm saying? Absolutely. You, because you you didn't even you didn't even think that just the little piece that I told you about me growing up with no lights and no water, like, and and my, and my mother wasn't really even there, bro. Yeah.
0: So I what I did notice is your grandmother is a big part of your life.
1: Right. My grandmother is my grandmother. She helped. She helped raise me along with my godmom. Got it.
0: I think I went went to both their houses. Absolutely, you sure did. Yeah, you took me to both their houses. Yeah. So yeah, well Well, I mean just,
1: just just the just the mental strain that weighs in on you, bro, as a little boy, as a teenager, as a young man. Like there's no there's no direct connect relationship with my parents. Yeah. So for me to still be standing here right now, bro, like I had to find something I could. I can identify with such so that I can keep on going that's going to help me keep going. And that's what hold your weight is. Hold, Like I said, it's an inspirational concept. The, the principles of hold your weight is discipline, structure, and stability. I learned with those three, with those three values and those three, those three principles, I was able to conquer anything. All I had to do was be disciplined. All I had to do was have structure. And all I, all I needed was balance. Keep balance. Keep stability. No matter what's going on. It could be a tornado. It could be a hurricane. It could be an earthquake. No pun intended to California. But if you could stay balanced, it's only a moment. It's only a moment. Yeah. That moment going to subside. Now, guess what? I could, get, I could go ahead on it and, and, and hit my target now. Ooh. Put
0: it, put it, I'm getting chills time right time
1: now, bro. You over here.
0: You over you're ready. speaking to me right now. My heart is, like, ready. Man,
1: that, that's, that's, that, and, and look, that's how life goes. That's how life has been for me. All the while, right? Yeah. So if life was like that for me when I was 9, 10, 11, 12, man, I'm a man, and, and I'm, I'm eighteen, I'm nineteen, I'm twenty-two, and, and 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 adversity is coming. All I'm doing is this. Like on the nineteen-year-old, they, they it hit him. It hit him, and now they rattle. I'm gonna keep on going because I I I've endured that before. You said I've experienced it before, so I know how to endure it. So that's what holds your weight, is man. Which not you- sometimes, but all the time. Would you say
0: your game emulated your life?
1: Absolutely. Ooh, speak on it. Absolutely, man. I mean, I, I, was, I was always the smallest player on the team. Uh huh. Always the smallest player on the field. So it didn't matter who I was going up against. I was going to always get back up. You know what I mean? Uh, 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 I was, all, I was a, an example of resiliency, right? If you hit me, I'm going to get back up. It don't matter what it is in life. If I fall and get back up, you're not you not gonna know you're not gonna know that I'm hurting. That's the whole point of of never letting them see you sweat. Control what you can control. I can control my attitude. I can control my habits. I can control my behavior. I don't care what you tell me. I know what I'm telling myself.
0: Absolutely, and. Just, I mean, just that little example you said about in your life when, you know, adversity came your way, you know, move to the side, move to the other side, hit you right on. Mm, I'm going to keep going. You know what I'm saying? So that was you on the field, though. And the funny thing is, you say that, right? And I can see it. I saw it on the field. Like, when you were saying that, I'm like, that's his game. This dude, he he was shifty so he can avoid, avoid, and then if he had to take on a hit, he took it, you know, Absolutely. And, and you were, like you said, you're not the biggest back, but you were always getting back up, and you never, ever saw Mike Frank cower to anybody, no matter how big they were, and that's,
1: that's Mike, that's MF2. That's MF2, baby. That's mm-hmm. MF2. And I, and I had to I had to represent that, man. The day, the day, the day J.R. Talver called me that, I felt something stick me in my side. I said, now you got to honor that. I'm like, oh, my God. Mm. I was like, man, do you know how big of a guy this guy is? And you calling me MF2? I was like, yeah, he oh, said that man. He said that in the interview, right? Yes, he said that in the interview. And then he would come to practice and start calling me deuce in the quarter. I'm mm-hmm. like, darn. So now I can't run from it. Now, yes. that guy, man, Aztecs are just beautiful people, man. I just love Talk so much, bro. I'm not gonna never forget, man, my junior, my, my, I, it was his, it was his senior year, my my freshman year. There was, um, interviewing me a lot. And I, I was kind of like, not shying away from it. Mm. I was just, I'm trying to focus on getting this playbook learned, like Coach Schramm was really on us about being the hammer and not the nail, be the hammer and not the nail, so I wanted to really learn his philosophy, and I wanted to adopt that. Yeah. Man, G.R. Carver came to my came to my room one time, man, while we was in the, uh, in the cop, and he was like, man, look, Mike, I want to tell you something, bro. He was like, man, you're gonna be real, real successful. I want you to understand this. He said, don't run from success. I can see you trying to run from it, Mike. He said, don't run from success. You're a leader for a reason. Don't run from it, I'll never forget. G.R. told me those words, man, and that's when I stepped up to the plate. Why was he saying you're running from success? Why
0: did he say that?
1: Because like they would they would always interview me and I would be like, uh, I'm not I'm not I'm not JT. Like I thought JT was the man. I, I'm a guy that's humble and I was gonna wait for my turner. Yeah. Like like James was he was hurt that year before he was back up as a senior, right? So I'm like I don't have a problem with I'm gonna sit behind. This guy. I really want to learn from him. JT was so shifty. He and I kind of had the same type of a running style. He was more Barry Sanders than I was to me. So I really wanted to like sit back and learn from him, right? Yeah. So there was like, you know, there was really on me about, you know, I think they wanted me to play soon. And I was like, "Ah, I don't want to play, I want to register. I want to watch your team play. Yeah. So um, I think I did something. No, that was the day. That was the day when I think I jumped over. I think I jumped over the the D-line and Jay Koss was trying to come tackle me, and I made that move, and I, I went and scored. And from that moment, that's when he started calling me MF2. And he came to the room, and he told me, he was like, look, bro, you're going to be, be really good here at this school, man. He's like, don't be afraid of success.
0: Yeah. I mean, and and that, that. I mean, that's both in on the field and in life. I feel like a lot of people get in their own way. And I think I did it to myself a lot, too, even yeah. you know, when I was mentioning you know, how I would look at you, you you know, some of you guys from, from New Orleans and I'm like, man, how are they so confident? You know, they could come in here and, 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 and just be like, act like they belong, you know? And for me, you know, I was kind of fighting a different battle. I was, you know, not on scholarship, you know, walk on guy, mm-hmm. you know, so I'm thinking right. I'm not already mentally, mentally I feel like I'm beneath everybody else, you know? So I'm like, you know, I'm just going to work hard and, and hopefully, you know, it's in my cards. God provides and allows me to to succeed here, you know, and yeah. uh, but confidence wise, you know, I can't say that I was the most confident player at, in the beginning. You know, I can't say that I look I, you know, I would size guys up and, and, and mentally they would look twice the size of me. But in reality, if I like look, think back now and I step out of myself you were the same size as them, probably a little bit bigger, maybe not stronger, but just like size-wise. Right. And I and I would, you know, mentally freak myself out. So how you, playing the position that you play, you got to go in between the tackles with some of the biggest dudes on the field. How do you, where did you get that confidence? How did you get that? I mean, is it life? Is it from life? Is it from, because... Cause that's a different mentality right there.
1: <laughs> Especially being the size you are. Yeah. Every everybody likes to say that I'm a different, different pickle in a jar. Um, yeah, I, I think I think I got a high belief in myself. Uh-huh. Um, but I think I think the I think it starts here in New Orleans. I'm gonna give New Orleans that uh, credit. Okay. Um uh, the, the 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 different type of rites of passages that we have. For um, um, the young, the young teens here in the in the city of New Orleans, and I'm I'm, sorry, I'm speaking culturally. Okay. Culturally, um, the different rights of passages that we have. Remember the little the little deal that I was telling you about when we were in the first quarters. Uh, that time, me, you, and Ash, and the guy was playing the, the music, the second line music, and you was doing the salsa, but it was still second line. It was comparable to second line. Yeah, I remember. Right. So that's part of our culture, right? And as a little kid, you have to kind of dance to the music, right? You have to learn, you have to learn your, your, your rhythm. You have to lo- learn yourself, basically, right? I like um, that. Learn your rhythm. Learn your rhythm. Absolutely. I just put on my Facebook, I don't know, I'll forget the language, but it's a little mean picture of myself. And I, I said something about uh, most people don't understand New Orleans because um, we don't speak with words, we speak with our body language. Yeah. <laughs> so as a <laughs> as a New Orleanian <laughs> That's a good one because I can see it, you know? Yeah. So as a um as a as a New Orleanian, you learn these different dances, right? For um for the girls, they have a dance, a specific dance that's kind of in the, the genre is kind of like out now, the bounce, the bounce genre, and I'm sure you heard it before because out all the hey, you
0: put me on it, and right. shoot, when I went out there, I fell in love. Like, I'm a DJ now, so that's that's a part of my, I, I got a bounce crate now. Like, I got a whole bounce. Awesome and I, you remember when you were online, I was like, oh, my boy's online. I'm about to hit him with that bounce.
1: Yeah, I remember. I remember. But yeah, now no, it's no, a no, thing. No. Now it's a thing. It's in a lot of music now. Absolutely. So, that specific type of music, it gives it gives the 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 youth an opportunity to, to express themselves, right? Through dance, whether it's through the actual New Orleans rap, um, a lot of musicians, through their horns, right? Yep. And and with me, I kind of had like a little gumbo pot of that. I know how to play music. Um, I know how to dance, right? And I was also good at sports, right? Which which is the actual we will talk about today. So I was able to bottle all of that and when I was getting on stage for my uh, 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 field of play which was football wow. I would just come to life. Yeah and uh like like being on like being like being on the stage play like like I was Denzel Washington behind the camera. So whenever I would whenever that camera would be on for football I would come come to life. So it didn't matter who who it was it could be a 6'2 235 pound linebacker I'm 5'7", 170 pounds I'm gonna win.
0: Yeah, and it I was I can attest to he does win. <laughs> like it, that, that's win. what I'm saying. That's crazy to me. And um I mean that's special. That's a gift that not a lot of people have. You know, I feel like even in life, they look at others so much nowadays, especially now with social media and you know, all that stuff. They look at what others have and what and then look at what they don't have, but they Don't think about what they do have, you know, and, um, you know, it's just applying it to life, you know, like you, you have that, but now you apply it to your life. And I love that about
1: you. What makes it a lot better for me as well. um, I'm more of an intellect now and I read a lot. Um, I've read, I read John Wooden's book, and that's actually the way John Wooden coached his players. He told his players, don't worry about your opponent. Focus on the things that you're good at. Mm. When you can focus on the things you're good at, and transmute that to any area of your life, you're gonna always win. Yeah. Stop worrying about. You know what? They plan Excuse me. They plan a four-three defense. Let's try to beat the four-three defense. No, 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 no. We know we got Rob. That six-one. He can go up top. We know we got Franklin. He can scan out. We know we got Adam Hall. He can throw. Them. Let's use what we got and worry about what we got. That's it. Yeah. Because we know yeah. we're going to be good with what we got. That's why I say, you, can you be know 6'2", 230, I'm going to beat you because I know what I'm good with. You know what's funny?
0: When we did that with Tom Craft, we were successful. When we did the, the – when we stuck to the basis, they, basics, they couldn't stop us. But then we <laughs> would try to do what other, other teams were doing It's like, what are we doing? You know, like sometimes I would. Say my prime example to me is Michigan. The whole first half we were doing what we were, what we were good at, and we were balling. And then we switched to like, I think we were trying to run it. Like we were trying to like run the clock. I'm like,
1: dude, man, I don't know what man. I think, I think we could have smashed them, boys, if we were just stuck. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, we were spazzing them. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Rob, you got glass in your feet, Rob.
0: <laughs> you forgot with the one hand catch, Rob. are you, you saying? Oh no,
1: not that one. Oh, where yeah, where yeah, he he's somewhere up there. <laughs> oh no, the one hand, oh, right here, right here. Yeah, right there. Right here. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on, man. Yes, sir. Um, I, threw, I threw a tub, I threw a tub to,
0: to, to J-Dub in the back. In the yeah,
1: back you the yeah, you did. Oh, yeah, you did. Oh yeah, I threw wait, one, I threw
0: ran, one, and one, one. And ran one. That's what I was just about yeah. to say. You ran one,
1: game, man.
0: you ran one off of my uh, little, what's it, shuffle oh, yeah, pass? A little, a little, oh. a little, shuffle pass, <laughs> yeah. I had a little 60 yarder, got caught, and then, hey, my boy scored. You know what I'm saying? We gotta and share the you well. You already go. um but yeah Yeah, that's that's a special special gift to be able to do that and um just you know i know time is getting late over there so i just want to ask because i asked everybody this question if you have michael franklin now we're going back to that that assignment that 10 year old the 10 years back but now it's about 20 years now almost (laughs) if you could go back to that 18 year old 19 year old Michael Franklin, or even someone that may be in a Michael P- Franklin's position, um, you know, what are a couple things you would tell him or yourself or her? Dude, it might be a, a girl listening to this.
1: Um, what I would tell them is to uh, enjoy every moment that you are experiencing right now. Take it all in. Mm-hmm.
0: Um,
1: leave your legacy. Ooh and treat others the way you want to be treated.
0: I like that. I like that. And then we could do that today as grown men. You could take exactly what you just said um, in our lives, in, in our businesses, those exact points. Because a lot of times we're on to the next, on to the next, on to the next. And like you said, we don't ever take a chance to just take that breath in our comfort zone and then right. – keep going. So I appreciate you coming on. We are going to get you back on and we're going to talk, you know, all the things that we didn't talk today because you seem like you had, like you said, that that onion. We got to peel back that onion. This was part one, you know. Yeah. We'll get to part two. And I uh, and I appreciate you as as a brother and as an Aztec. I appreciate you coming on and sharing your legacy and your journey. And uh I love you, man. man. I love you too, Rob. Appreciate
1: you for having me, man. Keep this going, bro. This is what it's about, man. It's about the transfer. Those aspects that's coming on, that's going to be a part of that, that tradition after us, they got to know who came before them. man. And like I always say, the worst thing in the world is the older person with no story and the young person with no dream. So those new aspects that are coming on, they can hear about some of the old stories that the older guys like you and myself and the Marshalls and the J. Harbs and Kirk and all those guys, they got something to build on, right? So they can lead their legacy, right? And this is how we're leaving ours, man. So thank you again for being a part of this, 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 this uh, legacy, bro. Amen. Amen. I love you, man.
0: Stay blessed, stay positive, and never stop smiling. If you got a great smile. Hold oh, your weight,
1: not sometime, but all the time.
0: Oh your wait. Oh your wait. Oh yo wait. Yeah. Hey, if you if you follow Mike, <laughs> follow him. Go ahead, shout out your Instagram and all that good stuff.
1: Man, y'all know how to follow me, man. Just type in Michael Franklin, man. It's going to pop up. I don't got to get all cute with that. Y'all know me, man. Michael Franklin, man. You heard me? I ain't ain't hard to find. Legacy. 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 Legacy.